This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hi everyone, it's Deanna Bartolini here again, and uh, we are going to continue our discussion about the church liturgical year. Today, uh, for this episode, what I want to focus in on is to go a little bit more deeply into the different things, types of days, so forth, that occur within each season and time. So just to briefly um, go over right now, uh, this is January, and so we are actually starting ordinary time, depending on when you're listening to this, ordinary time began on January 13th. And ordinary time now is going to continue until uh, February 25th, which is when uh, Ash Wednesday will begin on the 26th. And so we're in ordinary time for the most part uh, during uh, half of January and most of February. And within that time, we're going to have different types of days that go on. And so the church has three different special days, if you would. So the first special day is a solemnity. So a solemnity is a most important feast that we celebrate in the church year. And those solemnities are universal. So they're not celebrated by some parts of the church and not others, but rather they're universal, meaning the entire Catholic Church, no matter where you are located geographically, you're going to celebrate those solemnities. And those solemnities are the Feast of Mary, the Mother of God, which is on January 1st. Uh, the Ascension is also a solemnity, which is typically celebrated 40 days after Easter, but in the United States, in most places now, it has been moved to the seventh Sunday of Easter. The Assumption is another feast that we celebrate, a solemnity, which is on August 15th, and on that day, we celebrate when Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven to be with God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and all the other saints and angels and people and souls who are in heaven. The other solemnity is All Saints Day, which we celebrate on November 1st. So that's the day that we celebrate all the saints in heaven, both named and unnamed, those that are known and not known to us. Uh, on December 8th, we celebrate the Immaculate Conception, which is when we celebrate the conception of Mary. So, due to God knowing that Mary was going to be the mother of Jesus, he gave a special grace to her at her conception, and she was born uh, and conceived without original sin. And then our last solemnity is Christmas, which we celebrate on December 25th. Now, you might be wondering, I did not mention Easter. Well, Easter is a Sunday. Always falls on a Sunday. And so, therefore, it is already a solemnity. All the Sundays uh, in the church 
year are considered uh, holy days of obligation. And so we would go. So these other solemnities, these six that I mentioned, uh, are not necessarily going to fall on a Sunday. But whenever they do fall, we are asked as a church to go to Mass to honor the saint or event that the solemnity is commemorating and celebrating. So those are our solemnities. Then we have feast days. We have many, many feast days. If you were to pick up uh, a Catholic calendar that often you can get this uh, at the end of December, beginning of January in most parishes, almost every day has a feast day assigned to it. And that basically is a day in which we remember a particular saint. And so there are literally hundreds, literally hundreds, and they are not the same in every geographic area of the church. Some feast days are more important to other countries than in the United States, and so there's more focus on those feast days. But feast days basically are just a day to remember. Uh, In some countries, this is a fun fact maybe, a little trivia, in some countries, instead of celebrating your birthday, in many places they celebrate you on your feast day. I, so that's always interesting. I know that when I want to score a couple of little extra points with my dad, I always call him uh, on his feast day, which is uh, the feast of St. Peter and Paul um, in June. I believe. So I always call him then. I mean, I also wish him a happy birthday, of course, on his birthday, but I always try to make sure to call him on his feast day as well. And after we have feast days, then we have memorials. And memorials are the days that we remember certain saints or possibly a group of saints that uh, are celebrated on that day at Mass. So we Maybe there are special prayers that we say to honor what they have done, what they gave to the church. Maybe we remember how they died, if they were martyrs, that sort of thing. So those are memorials. And so those are the types of days that are scattered throughout our church year. They're in ordinary time during Lent. Uh, on Sundays, they can occur during the week. All, all the time is when you're going to find your solemnities, your feast days, and your memorial days. And as a, as a church, oftentimes particular parishes might celebrate the feast day of your, the saints that your parish is named of named after. And so that's also a fun thing to do. If you have children, it's nice to celebrate their feast day as well. Anything that we can do To bring the church year into our home, I think, is a very positive way to remember what is going on in the church calendar and to see that ebb and flow of times of celebration, times of feasting, times of fasting. All of that is really integral to our life, right? You can't live on a perpetual high. You can't live in perpetual... uh, constant celebrating. There needs to be a pause in the action, so to speak, right? And it is often in those times of the pausing that we realize the gifts that we've been given and we can reflect deeply onto those onto those gifts and really see what God is calling us to at those times. Um, 
So those are those are things that go on. And so really, uh, this year, if you want to just do a little planning ahead, um, the or- ordinary time is going to last until February 25th. And at that time, then, we are going to begin Lent with Ash Wednesday on February 26th, 2020. So um, go ahead and maybe mark that in your calendar. And, you know, the last, the week before that, you might want to start thinking, how are you going to enter into the season of Lent? And how are you going to really think about what are the things that you want to do for Lent how do you want to grow in your faith and grow closer to Christ at that time? So it's good to be aware of the liturgical year so that you can plan and be prepared uh, and throw in some of those fun feast days to celebrate with your family and friends and to do something special on those days. So another uh, thing that we talked a little bit about very briefly last time are the cycle of readings. And so our cycle of readings changes each year. And we have two different sets of cycles of readings. And so there's the Sunday Mass cycle of readings and the weekday cycle of readings. And the Sunday cycle has three, cycle A, B, or C. And the weekday cycle has year one, and year two. Um, The cycle that we are in this year for the liturgical year that started in November of 2019 and will end in um, October of 2020 is cycle A, and that focus is on the Gospel of Matthew. In cycle B, we focus on the Gospel of Mark, and Mark is the shortest gospel, and so in addition to reading the Gospel of Mark. We also read uh, the Gospel of John, specifically chapter 6. And then cycle C of the Sunday Mass readings, we focus on the Gospel of Luke. And what we do, what that means basically, and is when we say we focus on that particular Gospel, is we start pretty much at the beginning and go through the entire Uh, set of readings for that gospel. And so we we tend to go in order. We try not to skip around. However, during Lent, uh, excuse me, not during Lent, but rather during Easter, we pull back from reading the particular gospel of that cycle, and we read the gospel of John during the Easter season. So, Uh, This coming year, the Easter season, is going to begin on uh, April, let's see, April 12th, and so that's when we will begin reading the Gospel of John during the Easter season. And the way the Mass is set up is that every Catholic church everywhere is going to be following the same liturgical season, the same year, the same cycle of readings, the same format. And so the basic format for a Sunday Mass is the first reading is from the Old Testament, 
And then we have a psalm, which is typically sung. And then we have a reading from the New Testament. And then we focus on the gospel. Whichever cycle we're in, we focus on the gospel. Now, during weekday masses, we have a slightly different format. We do not have uh, a, re a second reading. We have a first reading, which is either from the Old or New Testament. And then we have a psalm, and then we have the gospel. So we omit the second reading during weekday masses. And during weekday masses, we have two uh, cycles. We have year one or year two. And right now we're in year, year two because most of the year occurs during 2020. And so on even-numbered years, we follow year two. And on odd-numbered years, we follow year one, which makes it super easy to remember. Wasn't that a good idea? Uh, so, and we begin basically in the same way. Uh, in that we read, we start with the Gospel of Mark, and we go from Mark, Matthew to Luke, and then John is again read during the Easter season, even during the weekday Masses. And so sometimes you can go to Mass, and depending on what season you're in, um, you might even, you might hear the same or very close to the same Gospel on Sunday as you do one day during the week. But I always think, I probably need that repetition because that's how we remember things, right? Uh, it's super important to try to remember the things that God is teaching us when He, when we hear His Word because that's what Scripture is. That is His Word. And thankfully, it has been given to us and preserved so that we have access to it. And so, if you go to Mass every day, you're going to hear almost the entire Bible in two years. Almost the entire Bible in two years. And even if you were to go to Mass only on Sundays, you definitely would hear all the Gospel readings and a good portion of the Old Testament in three years. And just think, the more you go to Mass, the more you soak in God's Word, and the more it penetrates your heart, and then the more you know it, and the more you know it, the more you can act on it. And so, if you have the opportunity to go to Mass daily, I would definitely take advantage of that. If you can't go to Mass every day, which is not always possible, uh, certainly read the daily Mass readings. And I will put a link to uh, that uh, site, the United States Catholic Bishop site, where you can go and get the daily readings. You can actually have them delivered to your inbox uh, if you would like. I'm also going to drop a link to the liturgical calendar. So if you want to know exactly what color we're using that day, what feast day or solemnity we're celebrating that day, you can have access to that um, as well. So those are all great ways to stay in touch with what is going on in the church liturgical year. So um, our next time we get together, we're going to talk a little bit more about the structure of the Mass and the different feast, day, feast days that are important in different places. Now, last time in the last episode, I gave you a challenge 
to read the start reading the Gospel of Matthew, and uh, I'm I'm doing that along with you, reading the Gospel of Matthew one chapter every day, and. So a couple of things that really struck me. Uh, in the third chapter of Matthew, we have the baptism of the Lord. And we just have that beautiful, beautiful image of Jesus coming out of the water from the Jordan River and the heavens open and the voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased how beautiful, how amazing it must have been for all the people to see that. Another, another uh, verse, well, really story that really strikes me is when Jesus is calling his first disciples and he says to them, come after you, me, and I will make you fishers of men, which is uh, Matthew 4.19. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. And you know what? When Jesus said that to the first apostles, he meant it for them. But he also says that to us and means it for us. He wants us to follow him so that we can become fishers of men, leading others to him as the apostles after Jesus' death went out and led others to Christ and to the faith. And then in chapter 7 of Matthew, we get what is really commonly known as the, the golden rule, right? Do to others what you would have them do to you. Do to others what you would have them do to you, which is Matthew 7, 12. Think about what the world would be like if we followed that golden rule. And so that is where I'm going to leave us today. This week, let's try to follow the golden rule. But even more so, keep digging into the Gospel of Matthew and share some of the verses that are striking you, that are calling to the deep parts of your soul, that are, that are just resonating with you, that you can hold on to them and keep them in a little journal so that you can refer back to them as you need to. So I look forward to being with you again next time, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I will keep you in prayer and ask you to do the same. God bless you, and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.